49ers just like he did in 2020 I'm talking about Russell Wilson the one and only Seattle Seahawk aka the 49ers slayer aka the 49er killer aka and I don't care how many points I'm down by but I'm gonna find a way to win this game for the Seattle Seahawks I, that's what Russell Wilson does and I'm hoping in 2021 we figured Russell Wilson out. I'm, I'm just hoping. What's going on, everybody? Thank y'all so much for tuning in to Nitty Gritty Niners Talk. My man Donnie is having a, having a crazy storm out there on the West Coast. His power's out right now, but I'm sure he'll be on as soon as everything gets cranking up, man. I'm so excited because you guys are tuned in, and we got some joints we're going to break down for you. We're going to get right down to the nitty-gritty. But before we do, let's go ahead and get these formalities out the way. I know you are rocking with us on Facebook. I know you like us on Facebook, but are you following us on Facebook? And if you're not, make sure that you do right there below with Nitty Gritty Niners. You feel me? On Twitter and IG, you can follow us at Nitty Gritty with the number 9 ERS. That's our Twitter handle. You know what I'm saying? We had to put a little number sign up in that joint to get that joint popping. So make sure you guys are following us on Twitter at Nitty Gritty Niners. We're definitely going to be looking to upgrade, improve, and do all that stuff in the offseason. Because if you don't know, like I know, the 49ers got some work to do. All right, make sure you're on IG. Follow us on Instagram at Nitty Gritty Niners. One time, for the one time, make sure you hit that follow or that like button and all that good stuff. And to my YouTube subscribers, the YouTube family is always in the building talking smack up in that Nitty Gritty Niners talk comment section. They hold it down each and every week. But if you want to be a part of the Nitty Gritty Niners comment section make sure you subscribe to us on youtube go ahead and give us a follow and smash that like button one time for the one time because that's what you got to do one time you just do it one time you ain't got to worry about doing it again and you'll make sure you guys get all those alerts and all that good stuff you know what i'm saying the alerts come in you guys don't know when we're doing shows you know how it be you want to be fresh to death and you want to be on time so make sure you go ahead and like and subscribe to our youtube channel also to everyone listening to us on our podcast, we are going to be, we are on anchor.fm. So make sure you go ahead and look and search Nitty Gritty 
Niners. Cool thing is we're on Spotify, Stitcher, Breaker, and one of my absolute faves, Apple Podcasts, because I'm an Apple man. You know what I'm saying? I like Apple products. I, You know, they need to, to endorse me on the Nitty Gritty Show. Hopefully we can get an endorsement by those guys. But make sure you guys go ahead and subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts. And while you're there, go ahead and select the five-star rating. That's five stars, right? And with the five-star rating, make sure you guys go ahead and leave a nice little talk talk you know put a little nitty-gritty niner talk up in that comment section uh while you're there on apple podcast and for those that want to email us your ideas you want to email us things throughout the off season please do so nitty-gritty niners at gmail.com it's super simple it's like that formalities are done let's go ahead and get down to the nitty-gritty san francisco 49ers hosted a home game in arizona against the Seattle Seahawks, and they did what they were supposed to do. They went out, balled out for three quarters and about 13 minutes. I would say three quarters of 13 minutes. There's 15 minutes to a quarter. They balled out for about three quarters and 13 minutes. You guys can do the math, figure it out, bam, and they ended up doing what they do best. They've been doing this really well all season, losing. 49ers finished the season 6-10. and 10. I'm deep in thought right now. I never thought that the 49ers would finish the season 6-10. and 10. Not coming off of a Super Bowl season. And I don't care if we lost our best, most valuable defensive player, Nick Bosa. I expected the 49ers to go at least 10-6, and six, right? I think we got that little flip-flop. But the San Francisco 49ers fell short 26-23 to 23 to the Seattle Seahawks because of one guy. I, You know, at the end of the day, man, when you got a quarterback like Russell Wilson, <sighs> that's what it is. Look, I know you guys are commenting. I'm I'm, I'm a one-man band right there today. So shout-out to West Coast 76. Mariah, I see you. Peachy, what's going on? Callie, I see you, baby. What's going on, Niner Rich? Eduardo P underscore 03. Shout-out to you, baby. Thank y'all so much for tuning in and keeping the show flowing. We truly appreciate you. To all those that are liking us on Facebook and watching us on Facebook, thank you so much for the likes. We truly appreciate it. And while you're there, make sure you smash that like button. My man Kev, my man Mike, and why to the bay? I swear, Mike and I have an argument each and every morning. We are consistent with our arguments. We disagree every morning. But you know one thing we have in common? That's love, brother. And I love you, my man. Thank you so much for tuning in. And shout out for that like, too, man. Listen, the 49ers got some work to do in the offseason. They are not in the playoffs, just in case you didn't get the news flash. We're going to get into that nitty-gritty Niners news because there's a lot of stuff flashing around out there. And it's some things that I'm truly, truly, truly interested in. I don't know about you, but I'm definitely interested in what's going on. So I had to go ahead and change that because we got the black background flowing. You know what I'm saying? You know what time it is. So let's go ahead and get into this nitty-gritty Niners news. Pow, 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 pow. All right. Now, there's a lot. And I'm going to only focus on about, I'm going to focus on five things, right? Five things. Number one, I just want to put this out there. If you guys have not seen the presser with John Lynch and Coach Kyle Shanahan, and they are clearly sitting six feet apart. If you guys didn't see that presser, make sure you give that presser a watch. The presser was amazing because those dudes were just like, uh... Jack and Jill went up the hill. They were like uh, dumb and dumber. Not dumb and dumber. They're not dumb, but you know what I'm trying to say. They're they're stepbrothers. I don't know what you want to call them. They seem inseparable. You know what I'm saying? And and I I really love the relationship that John, John Lynch and Kyle Shanahan has. It seems super organic. I'm loving what they're doing. They came in together. They're going to roll together. They're going to die together. They bad boys. 
for life. You feel me? All right, so check this out. The first thing that they wanted to make sure that, that, that the question that was asked was simply, yo, is Jimmy Garoppolo the quarterback? They asked John first. And John said, yup, I see no other guy. Nick, he's the, he's the quarterback. We expect him to be the quarterback in 2021. He's going to be that QB. And then they kind of asked a couple of other questions in between. And then they asked Coach Shanahan, yo, is Jimmy Garoppolo going to be the quarterback? And Coach Shanahan did it. Oh, I like it, like it. I like it like that. You, bro. Yeah. All right. So then they asked Coach Shanahan, hey, is Jimmy Garoppolo going to be the quarterback for 2021? And basically said the same things. They like they were inseparable. They were on the same page. But shout out to Shelton because Shelton says it seems scripted. Did it seem scripted to you guys out there? I don't know. It seemed kind of genuine. I thought it was it was spot on. But Ryan says, well, what else are they going to say? They could say, you know, he's the quarterback for now. Um, um, and, and possibly we're looking to improve. Now, Kyle did say they are looking to improve at positions, but he did not specify the quarterback position. He said they are looking to get better. John said they're looking to get better. Tony, Tony, Tony has done it again. Shout out to you, my brother. Look, there's some things going to be going down here. Tony woke me up at 7 something a.m. and said, oh, I can't wait to get to the stuff that we about to get to. Because there's going to be a lot of things going on um, in San Francisco. And you're correct, Mariah. He is under contract. Here's the thing about his contract, though. If you guys aren't familiar, the 49ers have an out in his contract. This is probably why a lot of fans feel they want to not, other than gameplay, other than injury, other than all that good stuff, they feel they kind of want to move on, right? Because they have an out. It's like, yo, we can get better and only be hit for $2.7 million. Matter of fact, I can't wait to talk about the salary cap because they talked about the salary cap. But let's get to some of the other Niners news. There's some roster moves. There's some roster moves. Dion, what's going on, baby? There are some roster moves. The 49ers are pretty much filling up their practice squad. There's a lot of names you're going to see familiar on the practice squad. But there's three names that are not highlighted in red that we're going to kind of like talk about today. And... I definitely uh, want to talk about three these three names, all right? So, you got cornerback Adonis Alexander, defensive lineman uh, Josiah Coatney, safety Chris Edwards, linebacker Jonas Griffith, uh, defensive lineman Deshaun Hall, quarterback Tim Harris Jr., fullback Josh Hockett, wide receiver Juwan Jennings. I feel like a basketball announcer. <laughs> uh, DB, OB Melafonwu, wide receiver Austin Pro, offensive lineman Dakota Shepley, wide receiver and a longtime vet in the NFL, Kevin White, and offensive lineman Isaiah Simmons. Now, I want to talk about Odonis Alexander, one of the cornerbacks that they do have. Odonis Alexander is 6'3", 205. He was drafted by the Redskins, excuse me, the Washington football team in the sixth round, the 180th pick in the 2018 supplemental draft. Supplemental draft, not the regular draft, but the supplemental draft. Throughout his career, he appeared in nine games and registered two tackles. Not much stuff that he's done. He's 24 years old. He's a native of Charlotte. Look, the 49ers are looking to bring in some guys, man. 
that can't compete. Now, I know these are practice squad guys. But this is a guy that that's going to compete. Remember, we don't have any cornerbacks uh, pretty much on the roster. You know, we're still rocking with our, our guy mostly. Uh, I think he's the only DB other than Jimmy Ward that has solidif- that has a contract with the San Francisco 49ers. And even uh, mostly, is he's, he's just a restricted free agent. Like, we just own his rights. Malafonu, listen, coming out of this draft, I wanted this kid, all right? I wanted this kid so bad. He came out of UConn 6'4", 224. I thought at the moment we were going to be replacing Jaquaski Tart. Now, I know you guys are Tavarius Moore lovers. I get it. I tell you one thing that I don't like about Tavarius Moore, and you guys can be mad at me if you want. He still takes poor angles. That boy's angles are horrible. Like, it's like, dude, did you take geometry in high school? Did you take geometry? I'm sure you didn't take it in college because you only need one year of geometry. So your sophomore year, uh, you, you got to figure out how you're going to rock in, in your geometry class because you want to make sure you at least get a B plus, the Pythagorean theorem, and angles. That's my whole point. Point is angles, man. This kid struggles with angles. So I definitely like the uh, Alafonwu signing. I, I'm hoping that he comes on to this team. He gets another chance. He was drafted by the Raiders, I believe. I hope he comes back to this team and he gets a chance to sit there and prove. Let's see. Originally drafted by the Oakland Raiders in the second round. 56 pick overall in the 2017 draft. Throughout his three-year career with the Raiders and the New England Patriots, he also played there. He's appeared in seven games. He has one start, registered seven tackles. I tell you what, he was waived by New England April 27, 2020. He's 26 years old. I really like this kid. I'm telling you, his size and his stature fits the 49ers. You want a big safety? I know we may be losing somebody on our defensive side. I'm not talking about players, talking about coaches and coordinators or whatever you want to call them. But this guy reminds me he has the size of a Cam Chancellor. I'm not comparing him to Cam Chancellor. I'm just talking about the kid's size. This kid is 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 solid. I think he's solid, and I think he'll fit well if he can come in, learn the system, and compete. It's all about competition. You get what I'm saying? Great gunner, Tony. Great, great, great gunner. And last but not least, I wonder if this kid is related to Ricky Pro because he has the same type of last name. But we have my man Pro that we talked about, 5'10", 175. He's drafted by the Buffalo Bills in the seventh round, 255th pick of the 2018 draft. Obviously, he was waived by the Bills. He also played time, uh, played for the Tennessee Titans and the Los Angeles Lambs practice squad. Uh, he will, he is signed to our practice squad. He's 25 years old. I think this kid is going to have an, a chance to come in and compete, man. It's all about competition. So the 49ers have solidified. They have solidified their practice squad. And there's some names that are still on this practice squad. I'm sure you guys were familiar with Jonas Griffith, right? Um, Tim Harris Jr. I'm sure you guys want to see him. Jawan Jennings, big receiver, can play in the slot. All right, Dakota Shepley, Kevin White, a veteran wide receiver. Maybe just wasn't the season for him with the 49ers, but he's definitely able to get some time on the 49ers. So it's going to be really cool to see how the 49ers manipulate this practice squad and see how many of these guys come out here and ready, be ready to ball. Be ready to ball because they better be ready to ball. You get what I'm saying? They have no other choice. All right, so cool thing is I have this cool graphic, and the 49ers have released other news their opponents for 2021. Let's go! I'm so amped that the season is over to begin the next season. I don't know about you, but I am amped. I'm fired up. We got green. We always get Green Bay. Man, God damn. Can we get another team? We got Green Bay at home. But the cool thing is 
we getting them at home. That's the cool thing. We got Houston at home. We got the Vikings at home. We got the Fam Lambs at home. We got them bum, at, bum Falcons at home. Sorry, God, God, God forgive me. We got the Cardinals, the Colts, and then obviously the Seahawks. So we got our, you know, teams in our division. We're playing the Colts at home. We're playing the Falcons at home, the Vikings, the Packers, and, 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 the, and the Texans. All right. Now, on the road, I'm excited. I plan. I, if COVID is done and I could get my travel on, I am trying to travel. I am trying to be the 49ers ultimate road warrior this season. I am definitely trying to be that. I'm going to go to Philly because that's only around the corner. We got Chicago. Never been to Chicago. Tennessee. Never been to Tennessee. Ah, I'm probably not going to go to Arizona. There's nothing really in Arizona. Jacksonville, though, you might catch me in Florida just chilling. I'm in LA, that's just like my second favorite city in the world. Detroit, never been there. If Robert Sala is the coach of the Detroit Lions, you will catch me at that game, front row and center, somewhere near the 50 yard line. I, pr I promise I'm going to be around there, man. I'm excited. I want to know how you guys feel about this, so make sure you put your comments in the chat. I am super excited to see how you guys feel about the opponents for 2021. I can't wait. I don't care about a Derrick Henry. Don't put Derrick Henry's name in this joint because he ain't seen or met Fred Warner yet. And I guarantee you when he do, he ain't going to be running the way he always running. So you could go ahead and bring your Derrick Henry here. I know there's no Derrick Henry fans other than in fantasy football, but I tell you what, don't start him that week. Because Fred Warner is coming, 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 coming. Woo! Look, I pause on the comments too. My bad. I'm I'm alone. I gotta I gotta be animated. Pause on the comments. All right, so <laughs> there's some more news. Uh, I, I'm the draft is coming up, and I want to talk about the draft position. The 49ers draft positioning right now is looking really good. The 49ers should be, according to NBCSports.com, uh, the 49ers should be drafting number 12. I'm excited to know what you guys think about that. And I'm going to sit here and post uh, something. I, I want to know what you guys think about the 49ers picking at 12. Are they going to go quarterback? Are they going to go defensive end? Are they going to go wide receiver? Are they going to go offensive line? You know what I'm saying? I know there's clear needs in the 49ers. So let the mock drafting begin. It's going to be on and popping. Last year on Nothing But Niners, I brought you guys my mock draft shows. Be prepared for me to bring you back the mock draft shows on Nothing But Niners. But Nitty Gritty is going to do their own thing because we're going to get down to the Nitty Gritty when it comes to drafting and mock drafting. And we're going to have a great, great, great time in this offseason. I can promise you that. That's the news that I have for you. You got Jimmy G supposed to be starting quarterback. I gave you the roster moves. We got the opponents. And we're drafting number 12 in the 2021 draft. And you heard Kyle Shanahan say on his pressure today that, hey, we got a lot of picks. We're going to be all right. Now, that doesn't mean that they're going to be drafting all those picks. But, 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 they may be doing some trading. They may trade up for a QB. They may do some stuff. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of doing a snake. Y'all don't know nothing about the snake. Oh, hey, look, it's going to be a crazy offseason, and now I'm out of focus because I did the snake. So let me get back in focus one time. I should be not clear yet. Let me take my time. Make sure I don't got boogies in my nose this time. How y'all doing out there? Yeah. Yeah, baby. All right, I'm going to slowly back up. It looks like the focus is 
focused. I'm focused, man. I'm tell Styles to holler at me, man. Yo, y'all know nothing about Jay. We had a crazy music theory show on nothing but Niners yesterday during the game. It was awesome. It was super awesome. Look, the nitty-gritty injury report will not be reporting today because everybody's goddamn injured. That's what we're going to leave it at that. The injuries are there. They're done. Let's just hope we get some guys back. Let's hope uh, we get our guys back. Weston Richburg is probably going to be one of the, the ones that I'm, I'm super concerned about when it comes to injury. Oh, I got some news for you. I did want to talk about something before we get to the injuries. And Weston Richburg reminded me of that. So let me go ahead and talk about it. Now, this was tweeted earlier today. All right. By my man. All right. So the 49ers right now are operating because John Lynch spoke about the salary cap. They're going to say that their ceiling is $175 million. $175 million. That's where the salary cap is going to be the ceiling. He said anything over the net is going to be like bread and butter. I'm sure he didn't say the words bread and butter, but it's something like bread and butter, oil, something. I don't know what he said. Anyway, they committed to $149.8 million in salaries already. Somebody got a calculator out there? Please do the math. 175 minus 149. Just say 150, god dang it. Don't got 0.8 million. 175 minus 150. I should be able to do the math. Sounds like $25 million, but I could be wrong. Or $35 million, I could be wrong. Do the math. I say 25 million because it's 150 and then the two and then the five. I got 25. 25 million. Right. I'm, I'm sure you're going to correct me. $25 million. <laughs> they already have committed. Look, the 49ers have 26 unrestricted free agents with $25 million to spend. Here are the biggest cap hits in 2021. Jimmy Garoppolo, $26.6 million. Now, Tony, I know you watching, baby. I know you watching. Let me ask you this question. If the 49ers cut Jimmy Garoppolo, they only eat two point something of that 26 million, correct? So you add that back to the, the 25 million they have spending. Am I right? You just take the 26 million, you put it back plus the 25, and then you minus the hit. I think that's how it works. I'm not a cap guy, but I like it. D Ford, 20.8 million dollars. Here's a name that's interesting, and I didn't realize he was eating this much of the cap. Eric, Eric, Eric Armstead. His name starts with the A, so I need to pronounce the A. Eric Armstead is at $12.5 million. Woo. And then last but not least, center Western Richburg at 11.8. And the reason why I brought up the salary cap is because I talked about injuries. And I said, if any one of these guys could come back from injury, I would love for it to be Western Richburg. I think the 49ers may part ways with D Ford. That's a big hit. 20.8 million. Didn't play at all. Played one game in 2020. I'm, I hate to be that guy. But this is, this is a business. It's strictly business. It's nothing personal, brother. Like, I love you like a brother. My man can play the keys. We can relate. It, it, it's all good. He can sing. His mama can sing. Like, he's a cool dude. But that's a lot of money to be spending on a person that may just not have it anymore. He may not have what he used to have and tank due to injuries. And, it, and it's unfortunate. So who are we cutting? Like, I see Callie say we'll restructure Jimmy. 
I'm saying West, West, West Coast saying we'll cut. I'm not sure which particular person we're cutting because I, I see three of the four of these names on this list that can be cut, okay? Ford is a ghost. I'm, I'm assuming uh, D Ford will restructure or either retire. I like that slop. Like D Ford will restructure like Quan Alexander did again because I believe this will be his second restructure if I'm not mistaken. All right. Also, West Coast is saying D Ford should be cut. That's $20.8 million. And you can probably take that $20.8 million if you cut D Ford. I'm not sure what the cap hit is, though. If you cut him, you're getting 20.8 mil. I'm not sure how much of that we're gonna get hit with. That's the that's the key when it comes to cutting guys. If it's if it's two million, then that's a no-brainer. If it's 10 million, now it's a brainer. Get what I'm trying to say? Like it's it's just a little different. All right. <laughs> Avery talking about he got his uh he got his his vaccine and his arm didn't fall off and he's not dead. So I guess everybody go out there and get your vaccine. I think they're only offering it to essential workers anyway, right now. At the moment, I don't think it's ready for the public uh at the moment. Take my glasses off, man. Let me look into your eyes. All right. So that's what's going on, man. We're definitely gonna be breaking down the salary cap a little bit later on uh in the offseason and figuring out some things and, 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 and stuff that's going on. I do want to talk a little bit about a couple of the rumors. Then we're going to go ahead and get down to the nitty-gritty about this game, man. I'm sorry I'm not jumping right into the game, but it is what it is. I want to get the news out because it's news. You get, you dig? Like, it's, it's just news. So let's go ahead and talk about some of the rumors that are going on. All right, rumor number one, Jimmy Garoppolo. Will he be the starting quarterback for the 49ers in 2021? You guys have heard me talk about the, the, the cap hit. You guys have heard me talk about how much we would cost it would cost the 49ers if they decided to walk away from Jimmy Garoppolo I know a lot of you guys want to restructure him but we're also talking about drafting a guy and there's going to be some quarterbacks in free agency which is going to be a whole new show on its own there's some quarterbacks out there that you may want as a 49er guys you don't necessarily have to trade for so you got Jimmy Garoppolo Kyle Juszczyk Kyle Juszczyk spoke today and it was kind of interesting did anybody hear Kyle Juszczyk's presser now it doesn't sound like Kyle Juszczyk is playing for the bag. That was the best thing that I took from Kyle Juszczyk's presser. He, they asked him, he's like, hey, man, this is your second time in free agency. Second time. Second go round. You kind of like a vet when it comes to free agency, man. Do you feel you want to be on a team that's going to contend for a ring? Or the bag. It's pretty much what they asked him. He said, look, man, when I was 25 and I did that, it was for the bag. But now I'm 28. <laughs> I don't know how old he is. Now I'm older. You know what I'm saying? And he's like, hey, man, I, I you know, I want to compete. So who knows? But his presser was just a little, like, offsetting. It, 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 he didn't give much hope. I and mean, I tell you what, these 49ers or these football players should definitely get into acting. They do a really good job at not letting us know what the heck is going on. A lot of people said Juice got emotional. I totally agree 100%. Listen, man, I don't just, this wasn't the season for everybody. He broke down the season, you know, just the, the injuries, COVID, the way stuff went. It just wasn't the season. That's why I think the rumor that I have flowing through my, my head my skull is that the 49ers are going to do their best or their due diligence into bringing the majority of this team back. 26 free agents, uh, unrestricted free agents. I can see the 49ers trying to bring back like 20 of the 26. That's just me. I, I can see it. And coaches as well. I'm talking about uh, 
You might lose somebody in the front office, and it's not Robert Sala, who's not in the front office. But we might lose somebody in the front office, and we'll get to that rumor next. But the next rumor on the list is Robert Sala. Robert Sala has been talking to the Lions, the Falcons, the Panthers, the Chargers. What's going to be the best fit for Robert Sala? And speaking of best fit, that's going to be the question. So when we do our segment, when you call in, I want you guys to talk about Robert Sala. Will he make a good head coach? I get it. He's a great defensive coordinator, but usually the defensive coordinators, most defensive coordinators don't make awesome head coaches because defenses are different. Even Bill Belichick, probably one of the greatest defensive gurus in the NFL. Yes, he became a a, a great Hall of Fame head coach, but you can see he's starting to struggle a little bit because he don't have some of those offensive weapons and things like that. And even he has an offensive coordinator. But again, in his defense, he's a defensive guy. We're going to ask that question. So that's the question you're going to answer when you call in, when it's nitty-gritty Niners talk time. You guys are going to call in, and I want you to answer that question. All right? You have two minutes to discuss your answer. Will he make a good head coach? Make sure you tell us why. Don't just be like, yes, and then be like, like my students <laughs> all right now a lot of people saying best fit is in la i like that jags are interested the jaguars are definitely interested i meant to put that up there as one of the teams the question is is he interested in the jaguars and i don't see why not he's gonna have the first pick let me ask you this will you want to go to a team that's already locked and loaded chargers or do you want to go to a team where you sit there and feel like you can put you can start building the team from the jump Jump means you got the first pick in the NFL draft. You can draft your guy. Is that going to be Robert Sala's thing? And we still don't know if Robert Sala is even leaving. I think Kyle and them are going to sit there and try to put their best plea together to keeping this guy as a 49er. I, I truly, truly, truly do. Not saying it's going to happen, but I believe it's going to happen. And you'll correct West Coast, 11 picks as well i'm excited about the draft i don't think we have we keep all 11 picks expect the 49ers to trade expect some things to go down when it's draft time and the last rumor is uh uh our player personnel developed player uh coach adam peters he is speaking to the denver broncos for a general manager job i want to know from you guys do you want, would you rather have Adam Peters as the GM for the 49ers over John Lynch? That's the question I would like for you guys to answer in the chat as we keep the show going. All right, so it's nitty-gritty first drive time, and I really don't feel like doing the nitty-gritty first drive because it took the 49ers like four drives to score some points, and I'm talking three points at that. So it's not really like anything interesting that I really want to talk about, but the 49ers did put up a fight i do want to talk about that and a lot of people were upset because i bet you a lot of you thought the 49ers were going to win that game i'm one of the people i thought the 49ers should have won the game and i thought that they were going to win the game but the 49ers found a way to blow the game it's what they've been doing all season right they've been blowing games pause I got to pause myself. It's weird when I'm alone, man. I'm trying to tell you, Donnie, get your behind in here. All right. So it's super crazy that the 49ers lost this game because up until the fourth quarter, you thought the 49ers were going to pull out a victory. They were pretty much owning Seattle. The defense was playing lights out. Um, Russell Wilson was, you know, he couldn't get those throws deep down the field. There were so many things that you thought that the 49ers were putting a great showcase together. 
minus some superstars, no Richard Sherman, no uh, Drake Greenlaw. Look, players were stepped up. Players balled out. Them players showed up. Jason Verrett, Dante Johnson. Dante Johnson gave up like one pass, and it was a crossing route. Hard to defend those. He was playing the slot. No, you didn't see Emmanuel Mosley. He was injured. Like, I'm saying to myself, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. If these are the reserves playing this great against a team who's still looking for positioning in the playoffs, the 49ers can possibly be a problem if they get the right guy to lead them to victory. And that means on the offense. That means the quarterback. And, yes, we're going to get into that. So there's no nitty-gritty Niners first drive. Stats-wise, I got two players that I'm going to sit here and talk about, man. They have been showing up all season long. My offensive player of the game uh, was none other than Jeff Wilson Jr. Look, man, when this guy's in the game, he's just in the game. Remember who said that, Sega? It's in the game. I forgot who said it. I think it was Sega. But when I tell you, he is Mr. Sega himself, man. And no, he didn't have the 183 yards he had before. But he did have 20 carries. So you saw him have 22 carries last week. He has 20 carries this week. I'm telling you right now, he's going to be the bell cow uh, of the 49ers going forward. Uh, you're going to see Tevin Coleman uh, be dismissed. You're going to see a lot of these players. I believe Jeff Wilson, Raheem Mostert, if he, if he gets healthy and you sprinkle a little Jermichael Hasty, that's three running backs you're going with. But with running backs being injured, you got to make sure you have an array of guys on that practice squad. So look for Kyle Shanahan to bolster up that squad with some running backs. Undrafted guys, maybe a drafted guy. But 20 carries, 76 yards, one TD on the ground, three receptions, 21 yards, uh, three receptions, 12 yards, excuse me, one TD on in the air. Look, this guy's a problem, man. He's definitely a baller. Jeff Wilson Jr. is a guy that's a bright spot for the 49ers. I know they, he has some fumbling issues, but I think that gets better. And along the more he touches the ball, Jeff EA Sports is in the game. Why did I say Sega? I'm bugging. Sega, Sega was Sega. So we're going to call Jeff Wilson Jr. Mr. EA. All right, that's, that's even sounds better. You know what I'm saying? So Jeff Wilson Jr. definitely is consistent. Now, let me ask you this question because I posted it on Twitter. I said Jeff Wilson Jr. will be the starting running back for the 49ers in 2021. And I think many people are misconstruing what I mean by starting. All right. How do you guys feel about that? Well, should Jeff Wilson Jr. start over Raheem Mostert? Yes or no? Thumbs up if you feel like he should start over Raheem Mostert. Thumbs down if you feel like he should not start over Raheem Mostert. Let's do the thumbs up, thumbs down. This is an old school tactic, to be honest with you. When you ask a student a question, give a thumbs up. If you like it and if you dislike it, give a thumbs down. It's what I want you guys to do while you're watching this show. Hit that thumbs up button. Hit the like button. Thumbs up if Raheem most, um, excuse me, thumbs up if Jeff Wilson Jr. should start. My man Kevin Parker says he should start. Mariah saying that he should start. I don't see any thumbs down. So here's my theory. In 2019, we had Tevin Coleman and Raheem Mostert. It went in that order. Just because Tevin Coleman was the starter didn't mean Raheem Mostert didn't come in the game and do his thing. Also, Raheem Mostert was healthier in 2019. Uh, Peachy says thumbs up. Niner Rich says thumbs up. Avery says thumbs down. I'll beat a steak and lobster dinner with a bottle of wine. I love it. A bunch of thumbs up. Shout out to Ryan. All right. 
Now, hear me out. With Mostert not starting, meaning he's just not getting the first touch, that does not mean he doesn't come in on second down. If we're talking one-two punch, we don't want Raheem Mostert getting back into the backfield for negative seven yards. You probably won't get that from Jeff Wilson. You might get a negative three yards, but not a negative seven yards. You understand what I'm saying? He runs with a different set of power. He's more of a power. I hate when they even run him to the outside. Even though he can get there, he doesn't get there as quick on the outside zones. I'm talking the 49ers can switch their offensive scheme to an outside zone and inside zone with these two running backs. That would be amazing. And the key to making that work is bringing back Kyle Juszczyk. I, I hate to say it, but he had some horrible blocks. Um, he missed a lot of blocks on, on Sunday. I thought I thought Kyle Juszczyk was, uh, I thought he juice-checked out. <laughs> I was like, oh, man, he did catch a pass and got juiced on that pass. But I was saying to myself, oh, man, he's missing some blocks to where his quarterback could have had more yards on the carry. Yes, C.J. Beathard was a design run. He could have had went from seven yards to probably getting 12 to 15 yards if Juice just seals on the outside and makes the block. But we do know that Juice is definitely when it comes to running game. And you're, if you're going to be running that inside zone, you want Juice leading that block on the inside zone. Yes, Ryan, I do. We, you, you're, you're, you're 100% correct. But... In our defense on the interior, I know we need guards, especially on the right side. I really think the focus should be on the center. I really think the focus should be on the center. The center was the missing piece to the offensive line playing better than what they played. I believe you bring in a Western Richburg, you see the run game work better. You see the pass protection better. Because now you have a guy that's calling out the assignments to the offensive linemen. This, I believe this is why Jimmy G played better under Western Richburg. I'm telling you, those quick throws, I'm telling you, it's, it happened because the center was just like, hey, blue 52, red 80,000. Like, yo, shift to the right, to the left. I'm telling you, we get the center, Ryan. I think we'll be okay at guard because now you can rotate. You can bring back Dan, Daniel Brunskill to be that guard. That's what he is. You could bring him back to being a guard. And then you can even rotate school at guard. Ben Garland can play like this. I feel like even though the offensive line was weak, I just think if we can solidify the center position. And this is why I want the old guy. Go get me Alex Mack. He can't cost no more than $6, 7000000 million a year. Sign him to a two-year deal. Let him retire in Niner. He loves Kyle Shanahan. He's been with him all his life. Minus now. Might as well bring him back. Started in Cleveland. Ended up in Atlanta. Bring him to California. Why not? Taxes are high. But who cares? He's about to retire anyway. I guarantee you he's an upgrade over anything we have at center right now. If you can get him on the low, you bring Alex Mack in here. You watch Jimmy Garoppolo, whoever plays quarterback, has a much greater season. Dang, you know what? Guys, this was supposed to be a MVP Jimmy Garoppolo season, y'all. <laughs> um, Ryan is saying you can draft the kid out of Ohio State, Humphrey. I agree. I'm not sure if I'm going to spend the 12th pick on a center. I would spend the 15th pick on a center. But we have the 12th pick. So if the 49ers are looking to do something like that, I can see them trading back in the first round 
and possibly getting him and then having another pick in the... Wait, we don't have a third round pick this year. A second round pick. We don't have a second round pick. And I can see them trying to get back into the second round. Hence, the the, the amount of picks that we have. I can see that, Ryan. You, I love the way you're using your brain. False. So keep, that, keep up the great work. I can see something like that happening. Don't expect a big name in the first round. Expect someone in the trenches, whether it's offensive line or defensive line. That's the way I'm seeing it. But let me get to my players real quick one time. We got Jeff Wilson Jr. for offensive player. And I'm going to say that the defensive player of the year is this guy right here, man. Look, 10 total tackles, 8 solos, a sack, a tackle for loss, Two QB hits. This guy was bringing the pain. Method Man style. I came to bring the pain. Hardcore for the brain. Let's go inside my astral plane. Find out my mental based on instrumental. Fred Warner, hey, so I can write monumentals. That's what he was doing on the field. Look, when you're playing in a game that doesn't matter and you're playing this well, this kid is ridiculous. I don't know how the 49ers are going to extend this kid in the offseason due to the salary cap and the way stuff is hit. But if any of those guys free themselves up for money, they better sit there and find a way to extend this kid ASAP, in a hurry, quick, fast, without a doubt. The same way George Kittle got his deal, I expect Fred Warner to get his deal. You best to believe it. Fred Warner has balls in every game. Went injury-free. and He did get injured, got a stinger, but he didn't miss any games. He ain't missed no games, and that's a double negative. He did not miss any games. Fred Warner is a baller. Fred Warner is a baller. Look, figure it out. Front office, uh, Parag, figure it out. Got to figure that out. Terrence says this is what we need in the draft, in his opinion. Cornerback, offensive line, and defensive end. In that order, in my opinion, Terrence wants to draft the cornerback first. I can't wait till we start breaking these shows down. Is there a cornerback that you think is going to be there at 12 that's worth the 12th pick in the draft? Because when you're talking about drafting the DB in the first round, that cornerback better come in on some operation lockdown. I'm talking about put me on an island because th that's what you're looking for when you're drafting a cornerback that high, even though it's in the middle of the draft. That's what you're looking for. You're looking for a Jalen Ramsey, you know, one of those type of guys. What's the kid that got drafted high? He plays for Detroit. I wonder. I want to know how well he did in Detroit. I was. He was out of Ohio State too, I believe. Um, I want to know how well he did in in uh, in Detroit this year. Was he locked down? Because he was definitely high there in the draft. But look. There's some defensive ends that I like. I see my man Cali put up a defensive end. Look, Cali, I wouldn't. I look, look. If we go defensive end, ask me if I would be mad. Go ahead and ask me. Nope. Not at all. Go get me a guy that can replace uh, D Ford. And even if I could bring D Ford back as a sub, we win it. I'm talking about less money to play a, a role, we win it. Bring the young guy in. Let D4 teach this guy technique to how to play in the NFL, and we win it. Now we got, we win it. Just hear me out. And this is the guy that Callie is talking about right here. Um, Aziz. That means we'll have two people on this team with the name Aziz. Spelled differently, though. A-Z-E-E-Z, -E -E -Z, and then I think it's A-Z-I-Z, -Z, if I'm not mistaken. Um... So check that guy out, man. Listen, if you guys want me to check people out, please email 
and go ahead and email us right here at the email and I will make sure I check out some of the players that you guys are talking about. Email us to nittygrittyniners at gmail.com. Go ahead and put that YouTube link in there and I will sit there and break down some film. Miss Debbie talking about pay that man. You daggone right you pay that man. That man is a man. We watched a kid go from a boy. They threw Fred Warner into the Fire Okuda, thank you, Sportaneous comments. Uh, Jeff Okuda, thank you so much. I want to know how well he did this season because he was the first DB off the board, and I want to know if he played well out there in uh in Detroit. And this is why I think Robert Sala might go to Detroit because he has a pretty solidified defense. Like it's not bad, and and he'll probably bring Kerry Hyder with him, guys. So don't be mad. If Kerry Hyder ends up wherever Robert Sala is, all right? I just want you guys to know that. Don't be upset, but things are supposed to happen. Uh, we might lose Adam Peters. We may lose Robert Sala. I do not want Tyrod Taylor. I don't. I, I don't. I'm sorry. Not that he's bad or anything. I just, I, that's not the guy um, that I want in here. If Jimmy restructures, I believe the 49ers draft a quarterback. But Jimmy still remains the starter until he can't start. That, that, that's how I see it. All right. He did get hurt. So who are we talking about who got hurt? Okuda got hurt? Or are we talking about um, uh, Tyrod Taylor got hurt? That, I, I'm not sure which one you're talking about getting hurt. So make sure you, you put that out there in, in the comments. All right. So those are my offensive and defensive players of the game uh, when we're talking about the stats. Now, let's go ahead and talk about the high-low. And then after that, we're going to do the phone calls. All right. So, guys, the question, I will, I will stream it after I do my highs and lows. Now, don't be upset. I have some highs and lows. All right. Don't be mad. You can have your own highs and lows. These are Breezy's highs and lows. When Donnie's on here, he has his own highs and lows. But these are my highs and lows. I think we own uh, sport. You uh, asked should we bring back Rosen. Listen, Rosen will be back. We own his rights, man. And if somebody ain't offering a, a pretty penny, I can see him coming in here and competing, having an offseason and competing. This could be the reason why they let... Um... Let me ask you this. You draft a QB, you sign Rosen, you let CJ and Nick go. Nick won't be back anyway from the Tommy John surgery, so I'm not sure how they're going to do that. I know he's a free agent, uh, but he, he won't be back, all right? The cornerback in Detroit, Jeff Okuda. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't know he got hurt. My bad. That's probably why I didn't hear hear from him, um, um, Terrence Harvey. That's probably why I didn't hear much of him. I knew at the beginning of the season I was hearing about him, and then after that, I'm not sure what happened to uh, Jeffrey Okuda. All right, so here we go. Offense, high. Hmm. He didn't really have a great offensive day. I mean, C.J. Beathard was, what, 26 for 39 or something like that, 200-plus yards, one touchdown. A fumble! Just give me a quarterback who don't turn the damn ball over. That's all I'm asking for. I don't care who's quarterback. Just give me a quarterback that doesn't turn it over, especially when you can win a game. All right, <clears throat> because that was the touchdown that led Seattle on that drive. And we still scored in garbage time or whatnot. But had we not given up that touchdown, 49 would have won that game. <clears throat> All right, so my offensive high player, and you can say he doesn't play on offense, but he's on offense on my team. That is kicker Tristan Vizcano. I don't know if it's Kayano, Kayano. It's not Kayano because the I should come before the A. Vizcano, Kayano, whatever his name is. Dude went three for three. 
first game as an NFL kicker in his career. He is kicking 100, 100, 100. He's kicking 100. Robbie Go better beware because Tristan is coming for that job, baby. Coming. I'm talking. Pause. He's he's seeking after the position of kicker for the 49ers. I got I to gotta say my words a lot better. Um, I'll get it right. And on defense, my high player. All right. Look, this dude ain't getting no love all season long. But I'm going to tell you something, yo. With the absence of this particular player, I thought he absolutely balled out. Matter of fact, let me get his stats pulled up while I sit there before I even mention his name. When I say he balled out, I think he was the second leading, the third leading tackler on the team. And, and the reason why I picked him as my defensive high is because you want to go into the offseason on a high, all right? And that high was nothing other than linebacker Aziz Al-Shair. This kid was balling. I'm talking all over field. I'm talking making tackles. I'm talking in coverage. Yo, he had a pass deflection, y'all. He had a pass deflection. And a, a, a Dre Greenlaw pass deflection. Like he, that was it. That would have been Greenlaw's, but he had one. I was amped. I was like, oh, sniggity snap. All right. Al Shire, nine tackles, seven solos, one tackle for a loss, and a PD. I'm telling you, if this kid, if the 49ers have another linebacker in their wheelhouse, I don't think he's as fast as Quan sideline to sideline. I, I honestly think. Trey Greenlaw will be doing that. But Aziz was a monster on the field. Usually I'm I'm crapping all over him. Usually he's a weak link when it comes to the linebackers. And you know what that means? It could just simply mean he doesn't want to step on the other guy's toes. When you got Fred Warner out there leading the pack, and then Greenlaw making a name for himself, and then then you come in as the third wheel, really the fourth or fifth wheel, because Flanagan Files was out there as well. But when you come in as one of those wheels, and you have to sit there and make a name for yourself, look, <laughs> if this was the get right game or make the name for yourself game, I thought Shire did exactly that. All right, my lows, my lows, my lows, my get low. I get low, get low, get, I can't get lower than this. My chair could drop. I could hit the switches. Boop. Oh, see, y'all know nothing about hitting them switches, dog. I got to stand up to get it back up, though. All right, bam, there we go. All right, so getting low. Let's go with the lows. I'm going to start with the defense. The whole damn defensive line, yo. What? Why am I picking the defensive line? Look, man, they had Russell Wilson for at least three to five sacks. At least minimum three, max five. Easily wrapped up, paws in the hands, whatever. I know Russell Wilson is elusive. I said that on my Sizzling Sunday show. I said it on another banana show. He's more elusive than Kyler Murray. He's the most elusive quarterback. His elusive should be on 99.9. Facts. He's not as fast as Kyler Murray, but he's elusive. When I'm talking about slipping and sliding out of tackles, Russell Wilson did his thing. But those guys got to get them big mitten, bare mittens around him and bring him down with one finger, middle finger, pointy finger, pinky finger, string finger, a finger, and get him down on that ground. Like, that's their... They missed at least minimum three sacks. Max five. He was sacked twice by no lineman. 
He was sacked by Fred Warner and none other than Dante Johnson on the DB blitz. Nickelback blitz. Dude. <sighs> I just keep thinking of the many chances Russell Wilson should have been sacked for a loss. And it just didn't happen. And here's what pisses me off about that defensive line. Okay, brother, listen up. This is what really makes me mad. In any other game, when I watch Russell Wilson play any other team, they sack him. They sack him. It ain't no, it ain't no blitz. It's a lineman sacking him. We got to get it together. Defensive line got to figure it out. They got to figure out how to wrap, how to tackle, how to make plays because they kill themselves. That means they leave themselves out there for another series and possibly give up points. And if you know your offense is struggle lugging, you got to figure out how to get the ball, get off the field and get your offense the ball back. So the defensive line gets my low. None of y'all agree with me on that, but it's okay. Go back, rewatch the game. You'll see exactly what I'm talking about. Ooh, yeah. So I went from Hulk Hogan to Randy Macho Man Savage, for those of my wrestlers out there. My offensive low goes to none other than the quarterback. Because as good as C.J. Beathard was playing, it only took one play. One. Uno. Uh. I don't know how to say one in any other language but those three. But one play. One. And it was over. I, it was over. Even though he led the team down the field with 20 seconds left on the clock on a, on a touchdown drive. That fumble that gave Seattle. You can't give... You can't give Russell Wilson the goddamn ball at the, the, the 5, 10-yard line. You can't. You better not. That's automatic. It's automatic. Automatic six points. He gets my low, guys. All right. Tell you what. I'm going to go ahead and flash the number. Haven't taken calls in a while. I don't think we took calls on the last episode because the time is running out. We got seven minutes, which means we got time for two callers. The Celtics are playing. I'm missing it. Seven minutes, two quarters, two callers. Let's go ahead and get this. The number is 475-549-7849. You text that number right then and there. I will make sure I get you on the air. Oh, snap. I be having rhyme lines, man. Y'all know nothing. I got bars, bars, bars. Y'all know nothing about bars. And I ain't talking about prison bars. I'm talking, and I ain't talking about candy bars. I'm talking about bars. Breezy, is Kyle on that tee? Yeah, man, this is the disrespectful Kyle from the 4th and Gold podcast. The brothers out there sent me a shirt. They got me a shirt. You know what I'm saying? I'm not going to tilt my camera down because then I'm going to go unfocused again, and it took me a little time to get refocused again. So the question that you're going to answer is, are you watching? And I'm going to give you two minutes to call, and if not, we're going to cancel out, call out the show. All right, the question is, will Robert Soller make a good head coach. Not a great one, but a good one. Will he make a good head coach? That's the question you're going to answer. Give us a call. Tune in next week to the Nitty Gritty Niner Show because we're going to give the Nitty Gritty Niner Awards. What I'm going to do is I'm going to go online, going to find out the categories, and we're going to go ahead and give awards by Donnie, by myself. Uh, we're going to come together and we're going to award the, te- the players on the team right here on the Nitty Gritty Niners show for the first half of the segment. And then we're going to talk about what we're going to look to do and free agency, not the draft. Free agency comes before the draft. All right. They're calling. So we'll just go ahead and answer it. How about that? 
You on the Nitty Gritty Niners Talk Show. What's going on? What's going on, Breezy? What's good, family? How you doing? I'm blessed, I'm blessed, man. Sound, sounds good. Happy New Year. Happy New Year to you too, man, and the faithful, man. Appreciate you, brother. All right, now check it out. The question is, will Robert Sala make a good head coach? You got a minute and 30 seconds to state your bid. He, he going to make a good coach, but not right away. Depending on who he go to and what he got behind him. Mm. You know, because it takes a a good coach, people think it's handy, but it takes a lot. So I say about year three, three and a half, year three and a half, somewhere around there, he'd be a great coach. That's super yeah. That's super fair. Let me ask you a couple other questions while I got you on the air. All right, so you said it's going to take him a little time to make the transition. He's got to get his place. Now, I asked a, a question on the air. I said, hey, would you, if you're Robert Sala, do you want to go to a team where you can build the future or do you want to go to a team where it's built and you kind of just take the reins? Example, Chargers or the Jaguars? Jaguars are sitting with the first pick. Chargers are stacked. That's, that's, that's what I'm about. I'm taking the Chargers, Joey Bosa and them, you know what I mean? I just left Nick Bosa, so I get Joey Bosa. It's the best chance for him. He can, he can be successful year one with Chargers, guaranteed. Love it, man. Love it all the way, man. Listen, I thank you so much for tuning in and calling on the Nitty Gritty Niners Talk Show. We appreciate you, brother. Stay up. Stay faithful. Get ready for that offseason, baby. Hey, breezy, breezy. Yo. Uh, Chelsea, Chelsea, Chelsea Wobbler, too, that's tuning in on the, uh, on the page. Too. Yo, Chelsea, Chelsea. What's the comment? I missed it. What is it? But I'm saying, I'm the one, this is me, Chelsea. Oh, uh, okay. Got you, brother. Thank you. I'm going to add your name so if you call in again, I'll, I'll know exactly who I'm talking to. All right. Appreciate you, bro. Appreciate you, you too, good. man. You too, brother. Peace out. All right. We had our caller. We filled our quarter for today. I'm super excited. Listen, ladies and gentlemen, I thank y'all so much for tuning in to the Nitty Gritty Niners Talk Show, episode 14. The season is over. I makes I I can freaking take my hat off and be like, what a season! God dang it, what a season! Look, it's gonna be better. I can promise you that. Make sure you tune in to the next episode. We're going to do players awards. I can't wait to break that. We ain't even going to award coaches. Who should be the coach of the year? Coordinator of the year? Things like that. We're going to get down to the nitty gritty. And, and wait, Miss Debbie has a non-football related question about Jimmy. Why do you think he fidgets so much during pressers? Probably because he thinks somebody's going to hit him. <laughs> That's the only thing. He's seeing ghosts. I don't know. Uh, he could have some type of attention, uh, you know, deficiency. Uh, I do the same thing. You see my hands moving? It's just something that we do. That's why I love to play the piano because my hands automatically move and do their thing. Speaking of that, if you haven't seen Soul, quick shout out to the to Disney Pixar on the movie Soul. Give it a watch. Give it a review. I'm going to be doing a It's uh, All About Threes podcast. You know what I'm saying? About that particular movie. Should be coming out soon. Stay tuned. Be on the lookout. Make sure you sh uh, subscribe to the Shoot the Breeze uh, Network's channel right here on YouTube, which that will be aired on. Thank y'all so much for tuning in. Look. We are going to get this team fixed. I promise you, when the team comes back healthy, have no fear. Danger Mouse is here. I'm your boy, Breezy. You guys are the faithful. Thank you for tuning in. I love you. We out. Peace. Y'all know that sound. 
Touchdown! That's a touchdown. You know that sound. Uh huh. Tell me long. Let's go. Oh, <laughs> Let's get it, baby. Breezy. Yeah. Out west is Patina when the style is so nitty. Breezy on the east and this flow is so gritty. Them boys stay hot. Reppin' Niners in they city. Take one, take two, take that like Diddy. Nitty greed is that Niners talk. You don't like it, better take a walk. Nitty greed is that Niners talk. We outline players up and show. Nitty greed is that Niners talk. You don't like it, better take a walk. Nitty greed is that Niners talk. Niners talk. Nitty greed is that Niners talk.